Hi everyone, welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Aryan, your host for this episode. And I'm Ishwarya. Before we start the episode for today, we want all of you to go over to our YouTube channel, the Desi Crime YouTube channel, and hit the subscribe button. We already have three videos live, the honeymoon murder, Kohistan video scandal, and the brutal murder of Noor Mukaddam. For those of you who have already subscribed and commented and showed your love, it means the world to us. And for those of you who haven't, get ready to experience Desi Crime episodes in a whole new way. So go subscribe to the Desi Crime YouTube channel. This is our 60th episode. And for our 60th episode, we wanted to bring you all something special. A segment that we had promised to all of you a long time ago. A segment that you've all been waiting for. A segment that we've got so many stories for, we don't even know where to begin. Welcome to our 60th episode and our first episode of our newest segment, Chai and Chitti. Ashwara, I remember we had promised this segment months, I think probably more than a year ago, right? Yes, it's been a while. And chai and chitti, for those of you who don't know, means tea and letters, right? And the point was that we would read fan mail um, that was about cases, spooky experiences that you've had, you know, crimes or anything in your family that is spooky, that is desi, that is crime and you send it our way and we read it for the entire audience and we react to your stories in just the same way we react to other cases we cover. And in the process, we also kind of want to share some of the experiences our families and we personally have gone through, just yeah. spooky stories we've kind of grown up listening to in the family, stuff we've seen that's perhaps been odd to us and kind of bring all of these very real-time stories that we've all experienced as a community together in this one space in a chai and chitti kind of casual format yeah um and i had a tough time selecting which story to go with so i was either going with a crime that has occurred in my family it's a historic crime and if i mention it right now you guys will be able to google it and you'll go wait Arya knows that guy so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you what it is but i've chosen not to go for that one just for this episode I'm going with a spooky story I've experienced, but which one are you going for, Ashwara? Like, was it tough to decide or did you just immediately know this is the one I'm going to tell all our listeners? No, it's actually been tough to decide and that's partly because I've experienced so many tiny, tiny spooky things or heard so many random spooky stories growing up my entire childhood and they're all so incredible they're all so scary I didn't know which one to pick but for this episode for the first episode I've picked the one closest to me the one I've been most closely affected by most closely I guess connected to so that's the one we're going for today awesome we were almost about to ditch this segment but the amount of Instagram DMs and the emails we get about like actual experiences you've had and the amount yeah. of DMs we get with you guys saying 
release the Chai and Chitti, release Chai and Chitti, when is it coming? Um, so we thought episode number 60 was auspicious uh, to release this segment. And with that, let's dive into our first listener story of the day. It comes from a girl named Zara. Zara has asked us to keep her last name private. We're going to respect her privacy. Eshwarya hasn't read this story, right? And so in the same way we do our cases where one of us doesn't know what's happening, we're going to do these as well. So whatever I'm going to read out right now for all of you, it is the first time Eshwarya is listening to it as well. So feel free to react Eshwarya, as we go for it. Okay, awesome. Yes. Let me introduce myself. I'm Zara from Indore. I'm 18 years old. I saw a reel of yours on Instagram a week ago. It was about the massacre of Nepal. And after that, I went to your Spotify, tuned in to hear the podcasts, and now I'm your fan. Heart emoji. I love that. I, I, love, I love that as the beginning. You know, there's so much love. <laughs> I know, that's it. cute. This incident took place with my brother and is 100% true. My brother is five years older than me, and this incident actually happened when he was 18. Let's start. She's written this message almost like we'd write our script. Let's start. Yes, this is a very well-written, yeah. Very well-written email. My brother went to Bhopal for college, and after settling there, he went to meet his childhood best friend in Bhopal. He wanted to surprise him. They had moved there, I guess, three or four years ago. He went there, rang the bell, but no one answered. He did that again, but no one answered. He then tried knocking. He thought maybe the bell wasn't working. So when he knocked this time, he ended up pushing the door open. The door was unlocked from inside. He thought maybe they're all asleep. He went in the house and went upstairs calling everyone's name. He entered a room and saw his friend's grandmother sleeping. He thought of trying another room when the grandmother called him. We were pretty close to the family, so they wouldn't mind him entering. She seemed a bit pale but was happy to see my brother. He asked her where everyone was and she said that everyone had gone to attend a funeral and that she was sick so she couldn't go. He told her that the door was open and she said yes, it's open because I was here. She asked my brother how he was and whether he was eating properly or not. Everything to him seemed normal until she asked him when he wanted to die. Oh my god, that's really freaky to me. Especially an old person saying it. Like, if a young kid says that to you, you smack them on the head and tell them to run away. (laughs) But when an old grandmother, aged woman asks you when you want to die, yeah, no. I would lose the plot and probably run out of the house. You know who it reminds me of? Tell me. Anu Singh from the Death by the Devil episode. If any listener remembers... Yeah, if any listener remembers... Robert Tyrone, Joe Chinque's best friend, reported this weird conversation he had with Anu over the dinner table. This was probably the first time he was meeting her. And the first thing she asked him was, what are your thoughts about the afterlife? Not how was your day, you know, which sports do you like? What are your thoughts about the afterlife? This grandma's question is reminiscent of that. That's messed up. No, I remember that episode and that specific part of the episode. They're both very similar and both incredibly creepy. Grandmom's scaring me. (laughs) My brother at first was taken aback, but then thought she must be joking or had a new story for him to tell. He simply answered, now. I probably said now as a joke, right? Like now, I want to die now. I I can see a kid saying that. Oh God. The grandma smirked and went down. 
she came back with a knife in her hand and was quite scary she then tried to oh my attack God. my brother who was scared to his core he couldn't move he felt paralyzed he wanted to scream but he couldn't the grandmother came closer to him she was about to stab his stomach when with a jerk he woke up shit in front of him was his best friend and his family he was shocked he didn't know what he had experienced he yelled at his best friend that your grandmother is trying to kill me look she's there she has a knife look his friend replied quote are you insane how can she kill you she's dead we're coming back from her funeral no. she's deep inside the grave now she's buried unquote that 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 boggles my mind ashwara absolutely bewildering oh my god i have chills down my entire arms that's perfect that's exactly what the intention of this episode was so i, I we're getting we're getting that right my brother didn't know what to say whether it was a dream or a real how is that possible then suddenly his friend shouted you're bleeding my brother saw that he was bleeding but there was no sign of a cut on his shirt he opened his shirt and his stomach inside indeed had a cut that was impossible his friend's mother came running to him and said our knife is missing it's nowhere to be found my brother and his friend went to check his grandmother's room and they were shocked there was a knife on her bed yes that was the same knife that cut my brother's stomach well just a small cut no one could understand what happened but my brother believes that she would have killed him except she was buried in time like the slab on a grave was put on time he never ever visited that place again the fact that i've heard my brother telling me all of this and that it has actually happened i started to believe in ghosts myself he was literally shivering when he told me all of this hope you read it and if you ever include it just hide my surname thanks heart emoji it's so eerie the story is so scary and then the cute heart emojis make my heart a little warmer and make me feel a little bit nicer but this is really freaky i hope her brother is okay i have so many questions for him but wow blows a great first story my mind blows my mind yeah great story though shout out to you zara that was great ashara now that we are done with the one listener story of the day let's move on to your story for our listeners i've known you for a long time and i know this for certain you have some incredible spooky stories up your sleeve so i can't wait for the one you're about to share with our listeners oh i have so many i think aryan will testify to this when we used to go on school trips i would sit in the center with a circle oh, yeah. of students oh, yeah. around me with a torch to my face and i would just tell spooky story after spooky story after spooky story so i was a true crime podcaster in the making much before i actually became one i feel like true. but the story that i have for you today is one that's really personal to me um i don't know what i'm claiming with this story i don't know if there's something paranormal going on here or not but you can feel free to judge for yourself 
So the house that my parents live in now back in India is a house that we've lived in for the last nine years. So we moved into that house in 2014. In 2019, I moved out of that house. I moved to the US, but my parents continue to live there. So every winter or summer that I go back to that house, that's the house that we're all sharing together. Now in that house, there are two floors. There's the 13th floor and the 12th floor. And both of those belong to us. And my room was on the 13th floor. The 13th floor is also the last floor of that building. On top of the 13th floor is just the terrace, which has the water tankers, which provide the water supply for the building. But there's nothing else. The door to that terrace stays perpetually locked with the keys with someone from the building administration. So no regular people are allowed to just walk up to the terrace. Every single night that I slept in that room... For at least the first five years of living in that room, I heard noises coming from the top, which meant noises coming from the terrace that nobody visits, but only at night. It sounded kind of like, this is the best that I can explain it, but it sounded like there was an old creaky wooden bed up on the terrace and someone was on that bed and constantly moving around on that bed, which made it kind of creak. If you've ever had the experience of walking on really old wooden floor and hear it make that weird creaking noise, that's exactly what it would sound like, but coming from the terrace above. Now, obviously, I've thought about what if it's just the water tankers, you know, there's water up there, there's pipes going down the building, there's water being supplied. What if it's just that? Yeah, what if it's just a rational explanation, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not completely obsessed with ghosts and crimes. I can totally think rationally. Not. Totally not, so yeah. I, no, so I've actually thought about those explanations as well. But I've spent five years in that room, you know, five years of not hearing that sound ever in the day, but suddenly hearing it at night is really, really weird. Anyway, I'm not easily scared like that. So I still continue to stay in that room. I never felt weird about it until in 2016, I think I had some cousins visit from Australia. Now, my room is the nicest room, I like to think. So whenever we have guests over who are coming to stay in the house, my mom gives them my room and I just share my brother's room. These cousins came. We were all just chilling in my room. We're all sitting on the bed. It's me, my brother and both of my cousins. When suddenly my cousin says that something about the vibes of this room was off. There were some energies in that room that he didn't necessarily like. Cousin isn't alone in the vibe check, right? You've had friends. I've been over to that room and I've always told you, I think the vibe in that room is off. Your friends have attested the fact that the feng shui of that room is... There's something about it that's not right. I, I wouldn't say it's haunted. It's just maybe there's not enough sunlight. I don't know. But we, many people have made this claim. Right. A lot of people have. It's just that whatever it is that these people can sense, I can't sense. Perhaps my spooky spidey senses are just of a lower level. I can't sense the off feng shui in this room. But anyway, the point being, I've been told this for a while now that something about my room kind of feels off. Anyway, so my cousins are there. They take this room. They spend the night there. The next day, we're doing the same thing. We're kind of all chilling on the bed in my room. My cousin's sitting at the edge of the bed facing me and we're all having a conversation when suddenly he stops talking and turns to the left. Now there's nobody to his left sitting on the bed. The left side of the bed is empty. But he's just quiet looking at it for a couple of seconds before he goes, 
Did you feel that? We're all obviously freaked out. I say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. What did you feel? He says he felt someone sit down on the left side of the bed. You know when someone sits on the bed and the bed kind of bumps down a little bit, there's an impression on the bed and the bed moves a bit by the weight of the person sitting down? That's what he felt, but there was no one there. We looked at that part of the bed. There was a depression there. There was obviously no one sitting there. But my cousin refused to sleep in my room after that particular night. I would just like to, however, prevent the name of my room from being tainted forever. I spent many years even after that visit (laughs) in that room and I am perfectly alive and unhaunted, I like to think. Uh, I mean, uh, alive, yes. Unhaunted, you know, I don't know. Questionable. That's a questionable assertion. That's a great story. That's a great story. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Aryan. So we've had one listener story, one me story. I think it's time for your spooky story now. I'm really curious. So, Ashwara, I have two spooky stories that like are my camp night stories. Unlike you, I'm not loaded with horror stories, uh, which is right. probably a good thing. I'm happy about that. But I do have one that this is the first time I'm sharing it publicly. It's always been in private groups and I've always shared it with the narrative, with the lights, the mood all set. So it's the first time I'm putting it out there in the world. And let's see how our listeners respond to it. This happened sometime around when I was in middle school. I used to study in Gurgaon and I used to live in Gurgaon. And I had a close-knit friends group in my apartment building. And so we used to do these, you know night stays every now and then. And a night stay was typically just the boys coming together, mom ordering pizza for us, us playing FIFA, watching movies, talking shit, and then, you know, going to sleep. Which was a typical middle school kids night out, right? Nothing <laughs> yeah, nothing exactly. fancy, no booze, nothing illicit. Just your regular <laughs> middle school stuff. And so in one of this night out, and this was probably the fifth, sixth time we were doing this, it started off normal. I invited two of my buddies from my apartment building We decided to have the night out at my place. We ordered pizza. We played FIFA all night. As the night proceeded, and this was sometime in November or December, so it was pretty cold in uh, Delhi NCR at that time, we were tucked away in the bed, all three of us, and we were watching TV. And Ashwara, do you remember the TVs of yesteryear? Like the box TVs? The boxes? Yeah, Yeah. 100%. So... This one room, which was the room I slept in, still had that box TV. It was probably 15, 20 years old, but we'd never given it away. And it was there and I used to use it, right? It was in my bedroom. And so on this box 19th century television, we were surfing through channels, HBO, Star Movies, trying to find a film. There was no Netflix at the time, no YouTube as such. And I asked them, do you guys want to watch a horror movie? And Ashwara, I was known for this. I was known for being, you know, the douchebag that would scare his friends and engage in the daring activities, walk into a... That that was me, uh, you know, always known for that and always insisting my friends to watch horror movies. Not because I'm not scared by horror movies. It's just like I like being scared by horror movies. It's my adrenaline. (laughs) Yeah. So... We we look at the schedule of the channels and we find that at around 11.30pm, a horror movie is going to play on a particular channel. 
So we wait, the time passes, 11.30 comes about, and we switch on that channel, and we start watching this movie. It's a horror movie. It's a really old, corny, cheesy, vampire kind of movie, all right? So it's not your conjuring that would completely scare me shitless. And so this old, cheesy, corny, bad graphics horror movie from God knows, 60s or 70s, is playing on that box television. My buddies and I, we are discussing it. One of my friends was super scared, tiniest mention of a ghost or supernatural. Anything on those lines, he would be scared. So even a corny, cheesy vampire film was doing the job as intended. We all have that one friend. We, we all have, have the that one, one friend, friend who can be scared by absolutely nothing. Like you can take them to a graveyard at one in the night and yeah. they'll just walk like it's a casual afternoon yeah. stroll. And then we have that friend who you mention a ghost to or mention a horror movie oh, to yeah. and they lose it. And neither of us are the kind of people that are not scared at all and we're the bros. No, no. I know both of us are get yeah, scared no, I, very I'm easily. Scared. It's, just, it's just like we yep. enjoy that. We enjoy the adrenaline. Yeah, the adrenaline is that. fun. Yeah. And so I thought, let's push the envelope. It was around 11.45 p.m. And I did the unforgivable. I said, do you guys believe in Bloody Mary? Now, Bloody Mary is no. the most infamous <laughs> urban legend, right? Everybody knows the story. And for those of you who don't know, if you say, Bloody Mary, I killed your son thrice in front of the mirror at 12 o'clock in the night, Bloody Mary comes to haunt you. The amount of Bloody Mary YouTube videos I have watched are insane. They're all scary as hell. At least they were to me 15 years ago. Maybe I should go back and look that up and see what I feel about them now. But they used to scare the shit out of me. Well, in that moment, it didn't scare me to ask them. So I persisted in, you know, prodding them to tell me whether they believed in Bloody Mary. And that one friend immediately responded saying, Aryan, why do you have to do this every time? Right? Why do you have to scare us? We're already watching a horror movie. And I said, all right, all right, you're right. And I was just, I was just pulling his leg, having a good old time. Now, at this point, one of the other guys, he gets hungry. He says, can we go make a sandwich? And so we quietly walk into the kitchen to just make a quick sandwich before returning back to our room to finish the movie. Now, you know what happens late in the night when your mom's asleep and you have to go to the kitchen, right? You need to be really, really silent in how you tread to the kitchen and you come back. And so we're trying not to make any noise. And as we are coming back, there was a mirror on the wall in my living room. And it was around 11.50 at this point. And I looked into the mirror. And Ashwarya, I said it. Bloody Mary, I kill your son. Bloody no. Mary, I kill your son. Bloody Mary, I kill your son. Rookie mistake. Aryan is the guy that gets killed in the horror movies. This is really bad. But I'm also the guy that makes the horror movie worth watching. So let me just put that out there. Sure. Yeah. And so these two guys, they run to the bedroom. They're mad pissed at me. They go back. They yeah, literally hide under the blanket. And at this point, my heart is racing too, but I'm enjoying that. And I sneak into the blanket with them and they're cussing at me and saying, how could you do this? Why do you have to do this? So as we hide under the blanket, there is a particular scene playing in the movie on the box TV that I have. And this, the scene was essentially... The vampire shadow is over the victim, stretching out with a knife and slowly coming down to stab him. It was all happening in, imagine, slow motion, right? It was a spooky scene, but, you know, spookier things that happened by now, so we weren't paying much attention to the television. 
And my friends were berating me, asking me, Aryan, why do you have to do this? Why do you have to scare us? It was probably around 12 at this point. Of course, I don't know the exact time. The shadow of the vampire on the screen is looming closer to the victim. And this is what I said to my friends. Guys, why are you so scared? Bloody Mary is not even real. Ashwara, what happened next, I swear to God, I'm describing as honestly and in as unexaggerated a way as possible. The following events are true. True to my knowledge. True to my lived experience. And I still don't believe in ghosts, guys, but this happened. So make of it what you want to. The moment I said, Bloody Mary isn't real, the electricity tower outside my building short-circuited. Like, boom. Sparks everywhere. And my television screen went green. Like my box TV just... I don't know what happened. Green? It just went green. It stopped playing the movie. The movie just stopped playing. Sheesh. Ishwara, the loud boom of the electricity tower short-circuiting and the box TV going green was enough evidence for me to shut the fuck up, uh, which I did. And I hid under the blanket with the three of them. We all held hands. We hugged each other didn't exchange a word and fell asleep only to wake up the next day never to talk about this again and that's my horror story so after that night have you ever looked into a mirror at 11 50 12 in the night and said bloody mary i killed your son thrice or no i'm surprised you had the courage to do it the first time alone but did you uh ashwara you know me what do you think the answer to that is I think you absolutely did. You were <laughs> hell-bent on pissing the ghost off. You did it again. Yeah, I was, I was definitely hell-bent on pissing the ghost off. And, and it hasn't happened since. So I guess Bloody Mary isn't real and I did kill her son. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're done with three incredibly scary, yeah. very cool stories. So shout out to Zara, shout out to Aryan, shout out to my room. Shout out to your room. Big shout out. Scary, shout out to Bloody Mary. Stories. Shout out to Bloody Mary. Shout out to Bloody Mary. Come on. Yeah. To the malfunctioning tower and to the grandma. <laughs> Alright guys, we hope to do this episode sometime again in the future. But for that, we'll need your help. Email us your stories. They can be spooky stories, crimes in your family, whatever you want it to be. That is desi, that is criminal, that is a bit spooky. And email it to us on desicrime at lostdebate.com. That's desicrime at lostdebate.com. And we'll also include it in the description of this episode. So until the next Chai and Chitti episode... What do we say, Ashwarya? Stay safe. Stay crazy. Stay desi.